You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I don't have time to waste taking you till noon. And Anita Marks live from Las Vegas comes your way. A little GD after that, a little Gordon Damer. So good day of sports talk here on 98.7 ESPN. Today is the day I like to call the melange. There's not one wild topic which needs a ton of conversation, but there's a lot of things that need discussion. A lot of things, right? Now, I don't know that we're going to have another, uh, uh, much to Harvey's dismay, another full watch party at 10 o'clock because we have Morocco and Portugal, but we'll, we'll peruse. We'll keep an eye on it. But what we do have today is a lot of stuff. All right, we got the Mets are, I mean, so much of, I can't believe that $300 million, and why would they do that, and who cares? Mets are signing everybody and anybody. David Robertson, right, they keep Brandon Nimmo, and apparently they're not done. Yankees, well, they keep the pretty important piece in the Bronx. Yankee fans are so funny, too. We'll get to that in a couple minutes, 800-919-3776. So what else do we have? Obviously baseball, and here's what we're going to do today. I have decided is that we're not just going to do like, okay, 20 minutes on this, and then we move to this, and then we move to that, and then we move to this. Now, if you want to get involved, Giants-Jets, let's go. If you want to get involved with the Knicks who continue to win or the Nets who continue to win, let's go. If you want to get involved with the Yankees or the Mets, let's go. It's all, as we start, like, the, the, it, it's a smorgasbord of just full sports. Whatever direction you're looking to go in, we can go in that direction because there's nothing that's def- definitely pressing. It's all good. There's nothing that, that takes the cake. So, I mean, let, let's quickly go around, and then we'll break. We'll come back. We'll get to the calls. We'll do what we do. We do Stump Rothenberg at 1030. We do a frenzy at 1115. We have a lot of fun, and then we hand it over uh, to Anita Marks. I, I think it's fair to say today, the Saturday show it might be the fastest moving show in all the radio because all of a sudden you look up and you're like, wait a minute, it's, it's noon on Saturday? Yes, we will get you very quickly to noon on Saturday. So, uh, Yankees, right? It, it's so funny because it, it didn't, it felt to me like Yankee fans were on the verge of like, just like a revolt, right? Brian Cashman doesn't know what he's doing. The one signing we get this offseason is Cashman. The team is falling apart. They don't want to pay anymore. It's not George's Yankees. I can't believe that this is happening. I'm about to jump ship. Look at what the Mets do. Now they re-sign Judge. Now you hear like Buster only say, uh, don't be surprised if there's another big signing. And all of a sudden, Yankee fans are like, oh, look out for the Yankees in 2023. We're going to be a, a tremendous organization. Here, here's the truth. You had no choice with Judge. You had no choice. And he played you like a, like a fiddle. And good for him. He he won the negotiations. You win the negotiations because you keep the best player in baseball, and everybody seemingly is happy. He This is where he wanted to be. This is where he wanted to be, and this is where he's going to be. So, you know, good for the Yankees for keeping him. Good for Hal for stepping up 11th hour and saying, and I would love to know. Oh, I would love, and I don't know that we ever will. Maybe we will, but I would love to know. Did that John Heyman tweet trigger something that now Hal, on his Italian vacation, had to call and say, all right, Aaron, me and you, what do you need? What do you want? Do you want to remain a Yankee? And the answer was, yes, I want to remain a Yankee. And then how do we get this done? And how do we get it done right now? I would, I would, oh, I would love to know. Can you imagine if you're the San Francisco Giants and you think it's done? And you're like, all right, guys, just nobody, nobody really say anything because this, thing, this thing's going to get done. And then somehow it leaks to John Heyman. He reports it. 
gets back to the Yankees, and now Hal starts making the call. Can you imagine that? What a franchise-changing moment that must have been or could have potentially been. Just wild. So Yankees, of course, on the table. You know what's so funny to me now? And I talked to a lot of Yankees people yesterday. Is we want we want Carlos Correa. We if we sign Correa, I will lose my mind. It would be so exciting. But guys, Carlos Correa is a cheater. Remember? You know what, Carlos Correa? He cheats. How could you possibly bring that kind of a an, an illicit cheater into the mix with the Yankees? Can you? Can you really do that? So it's so funny to me that the Yankees fan goes from on the verge of screaming and yelling and kicking to you keep Judge, and if you sign Radon or Correa, all of a sudden, I mean, you've made tremendous strides. And maybe that was part of the promise they made to Aaron Judge. We're not going to give you the same team you had. We're going to bring in another legitimate piece. Here's a question for you. I like this. Right now, I offer you Correa or Radon. Who, who do you want? For me, it's it's Correa, but I'm just kind of wondering. Who, who, who is the bigger piece in, in the Yankees offseason? If you could have one, would it be Correa or would it be Radon? So that's the Yankees, and I think most Yankee fans must be feeling really great. Uh, and again, American League, not great, right? You look at the American League, your division is it's good. Tor- Toronto's still good. Tampa will be good. Yankees look to be the best in that division. And then you look at the Central, it's, it's laughable. And then you look at the West, and the Mariners are going to be good. But you have the, the one team that you can never get by. And, and that's your white whale, is the Houston Astros. And it's, a, you know, it's amazing when you look at the Astros and you think about what they are and what they've been. They had Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, right? They, I mean, two of the best pitchers in all of baseball. You take Garrett Cole, and they're still clearly the best team in baseball. Now they lose the best pitcher in the American League, and if I had to put my money on a team to win the whole thing right now, it would still be the Houston Astros. Think about that for a second. Now, I'm not saying you like them. I'm not saying you have respect for them or the cheating or any of those things. But think about what they've done. And normal teams don't have to endure this. Usually you're great. You have an elite pitcher. He doesn't up and lead. So you lose Garrett Cole, and you lose Garrett Cole to your biggest rival, and you still go ahead and you win. Now, Verlander goes out, misses two consecutive seasons, and you're still good every step of the way. Go to the World Series. Then Verlander comes back, is the best pitcher in the American League. You lose him now to the Mets, and the thought process, and I think the odds are still, still, that Houston is the favorites to win the whole thing. So they really are very remarkable. All right, so that's the Yankees-Mets. Again, I don't don't care. People say, your tax bill is bigger than three teams, payroll, and, and the Mets spend so much. Who cares? Something is broken in baseball. We know that. Uh, I, think it's, I, I think it's part of the reason why baseball is, is losing traction. I mean, say what you want about the NFL. Houston and the Cowboys are on equal, equal footing, right? It's they have X amount of money to spend. They'll build through the draft. They'll build through free agency. And we'll see who winds up being the better team. Baseball's not the same. It's that you have the Mets that can spend a, a $350 million and not be done. And then you have the Rays. And then you have the Pirates. And then you have the Royals. No, there's something broken. But from my perspective and from a, a sports talk show host perspective in New York City, so the Yankees spend a fortune of money and keep the elite player. The Mets spend a fortune of money and, and you know, keep the guys that they want to keep and, and add. 
So, I mean, there's no downside here locally. Big picture baseball, I think, it, I think it's really, really bad for baseball. But I, I don't care. I've heard so much of, well, how, how, do you, how do you feel about the Mets spending $350 million? And they're not done yet. Maybe they're in on the, the Japanese guy, and, and you know, maybe they're in on, uh, on, on Correa, and, and are they going to be in on Radon? I hope they, hope they sign all of them. They're not my money and not my tax bill. What do I care? So that, that's the Mets I feel good about. I like Robertson. I, I love that signing. I think it's a, a really good addition. Uh, I saw a lot of oh, eight, eight years for Nimmo. All right, if Nimmo stinks after five years, and he won't even be old. He'll be, what, 34, approaching 35. If, if in five years he's not the same player, all right. Well, you're, you're what, $20 million a year? And Steve Cohen, will, you know, he'll become a, a, a bench player, and you'll bring in your, your new center fielder. So I don't know why you'd have any negativity towards uh, – Either the Yankees or the Mets right now. Nothing but positivity. All right. Um, where do we go now? Knicks. How about the Knicks, huh? Another win last night. And not only are these wins, these are now tidy wins, right? I mean, last weekend, Cleveland destroyed them. During the week, who did they beat? Oh, Atlanta destroyed them. Last night against a... And the Knicks have been pretty good about when there's a, a team that they're they're clearly better than beating them, right? The the team the, the good teams are where the struggle seems to to happen. But these lesser teams, they hammer them. And they did it last night. And they should have. But how many times do we pop on on a Saturday morning and the conversation is, I can't believe the Knicks lost to fill in the blank. Well not not now. Not last night. I mean you you stared Charlotte in the face and it was close for a while and then you ran away with that game and it's exactly what you need to do and I I I mean listen and look how tenuous the Eastern Conference is like from fourth to tenth is separated by a game or two so every one of the and I know you say wait you're telling me that a, a early December game against Charlotte means that much yes that's what I'm telling you that these moments will be the difference from do the Knicks get in are the Knicks a top six? Are the Knicks a, a nine or a ten? Or are the Knicks on the outside looking in? So really, really good job by the Knicks last night. Isn't it funny with the Nets also that with all of the attention thrown at Kyrie Irving, with all of the, what what's he doing? What a problem. He can't be with the team. He loses Nike, right? The commissioner has to meet with them. He's, he's now suspended. The owner goes after him. With all of that, if he just would be quiet and play the game and stay out of trouble, how good he is and how good they can be. I mean, Sin, if, you, if all you hear about is Kyrie Irving on the court, the Nets have a chance to be one of the, I don't know, three or four best teams in the Eastern Conference. I, I don't think anybody is, is at the level that Boston is at right now. But you see what they're capable of doing. And they do it again last night. When, not even when healthy, when the distractions are not with this team and you get elite Kevin Durant and elite Kyrie Irving, this team has a real chance. I don't know that elite Ben Simmons exists anymore. And I don't know that they go to the NBA Finals. And I still think we get to the end of this thing and you look at it and you say, boy, that did not play out the way you hoped. But at least there's hope. And at least you can salvage something. And they've been playing very good basketball. Why? 
because the Kyrie Irving conversation lately has been about the basketball player and not the side stuff that typically happens with him. So that's on the table. And then, oh, by the way, tomorrow's December the 11th, and both the Jets and the Giants have enormous football games. Now, I would be very surprised if we got to Monday morning and the conversation with either team was, what a win for the Jets, or what a win for the Giants, or what a great job from both or either, whoever of these teams. But I will tell you this, at least there's a glimmer of hope. At least you look at this and you say, even if we don't win tomorrow, when we move later in December, next week, both teams have winnable and huge meaningful games. Jets home to Detroit, a game they certainly can win. Giants on the road in Washington, which will be the game of the year for the Giants. And also, mind you, a game they can absolutely win. So football's on the table. Baseball's on the table. Basketball's on the table. I mean, we have a, it's like a Thanksgiving table. We have a lot of sides. We have a lot of mains. We have a lot of desserts. And it's me and you. And then we have the delicious treats of like Stump Rothenberg at 1030, the football frenzy at 1115. So we go in the direction that you feel necessary today. The basketball, the football, the baseball, 1-800-919-3776. It's Rothenberg with you on a Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. Now, football fans, not too late to sign up for Cover 5, a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun and compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread wins $100. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. All right, so Joe Leo who is my partner in crime here on these Saturday mornings. I've gotten stuck with you somehow, Joe. And, and that is, you, you need to be better during Stump Rothenberg. Do you feel that as well? Uh, yes. I was taken a task last week by the company, and uh, you know I took it very seriously, and I think uh, we're going to be in peak condition for Stump today. Okay, you know what? It's all I can ask for, is that you take the criticism, and you, you look it dead in the eye, and you say, I will be a better version of myself this week. That's all I can ask for. I think we're good, too. I, I really think it's going to be a, a really good stump today. If it's not, and if it's not because of your lack of ability with your questions, do we just do we give up on you today? Like, is today the last one with you? No, because I don't think it's going to be bad. I have full confidence. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. So you're not, you're not listening to my question. I, I don't think it will be bad either. If it happens to be bad, like, if you think today you're going to be great and then you're awful, do we not say maybe Joe Leo's not cut out for Stump Rothenberg? I think it's baseball rules. You know, that would be my second strike. Three strikes, you're out. You're, you, you, you know what? You better shorten up the stance, my friend. Choke up on the bat? Yeah, choke up on that bat because it's, it's getting late early, as somebody once said. 1-800-919-3776. I mean, do you understand there are people all week long, all they have in their lives – is, is Stump Rothenberg, and then you ask some awful questions, and 
and and then it ruins their entire week, their entire their entire lives. I'm right aware now. of that. All right. Well, there's a lot of pressure on you. Again, aware of it. Okay. Let's get to some of the calls. One hundred nine one nine. Three seven seven six. Let's go to Spike in St. Petersburg. Spike, good morning. Lead us off. You're on ninety eight seven ESPN. Good morning, and thank you for the brevity of the flip when the uh, intro comes. Very nice this morning. Very very smooth. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Spike. I do it for you. No, well, that's uh, just expectations. I appreciate it. So you left out the Rangers, who won last night. Uh, I was, and, I, and I watched all the game. It was great. Shesterkin was excellent. Rangers have now won three in a row. They win in the. Uh, in the shootout, but my, my thought is we're not going to talk a ton of Rangers. I mean, I'm, no. I'm happy to talk a little Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I got. I have a question, an opinion, uh, you know, how well-versed you are in all these sports. What is an uglier sight? Mason Plumley shooting, Plumley shooting a free throw? That is awful. Uh, jo- Joe Kim Noah or Sean Marion or Chris yeah. Dudley? God, well, well du- du- Dudley. I mean, du- du- Dudley with free throws was just, it was mind-numbing. Um, I believe Dudley was under twenty percent. Yeah, year. he was. He could not make a free throw. Uh, yeah. His is probably the worst. But and Sean, I think Sean Marion actually hit his free throws, even though they looked unattractive. Yeah, well, uh, Sean, Ma- Sean Marion's mechanics on his yeah, jump ter- shot, terrible. shot them. Plum- yeah. Plumleys, the Plumleys are awful. They're absolutely yeah. dreadful. He yeah. shoots them with his left hand. Yeah, I saw, he's, Tristan Thompson did that, too. They switched. But anyway, one quick comment. Look, Charlotte's pitiful. The backcourt's shooting under 40%. But you got to win those games. And I really believe this. I've been a fan of Deuce McBride since he played. I think he played for Huggins, right? West Virginia? Uh, yes. Yeah. And he's a tenacious. He's Trey Burke who plays defense. He can get in. And uh, Grimes is, is a keeper. It right? looks like he's a good defender. And, look, I can't knock Julius Randle. He's playing great. But when he takes up the ball, it still bothers me. Does it bother you? Uh, he, I, I said it the other day, and here's the thing, and, and thanks for the call. He, he is the alpha on this team. You know, we all want to, to push it towards being um, R.J. Barrett, and it's going to be R.J. Barrett's team. It, this is not R.J. Barrett's team. This is not going to be R.J. Barrett's team as long as Julius Randle is in the mix. It's just, it's just not. Julius Randle is the alpha. He, he demands the basketball. The ball will run through him. You know what the truth is? And, and R.J. Barrett last night, when R.J. Barrett slashes to the basket, it's excellent. It is excellent. When R.J. Barrett shoots the ball from anywhere outside of like 15 feet, I always watch thinking to myself there's no chance this ball is going to go in the hoop he is a bad shooter and it he has he can't be the ben simmons of the knicks now i'm not really comparing but i'm saying you have to get better this is year four you have to get better and you have to get better soon and i mean you you see it wide open threes do you ever feel like he's going to make these ever i feel just the opposite i feel like oh god it's not going to go in, and now it's going to lead down the other way. Let's go to James in Spring Valley. Hi, James. You're on 98.7. Hey, Dave. What's going on, man? Big big love to the company. Got to give that out there. That's number one. Um, number two, I got to ask this question. As a Yankee fan, yeah. um, I'm very happy that the Yankees Signed Judge. I think that was a no-brainer. I think Judge took the Yankees to the woodshed. Which is fine. You know what? Exactly he, what he, he earned that right. Fine. He he earned that right. Yeah. He played the game very well, and in the end, he absolutely won. But you know what? I think the Yankees won too. So it's a win-win. Yeah. 
Exactly. So I'm not really mad about that. But what I'm really – but that's not my issue. My issue is, like you said earlier in your soliloquy, it's the Astros. It's the Astros. That's the only team that concerns me. I think the Yankees can beat any team in the American League except for Houston. Well, I agree. How can the Yankees, how can the Yankees get over that hurdle? Like, they've beaten them four out of the seven years they've played in the postseason. It's, 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 it's bad. Like, they uh, have I, no I, shot I, tru- I truly year. don't know because here's the thing. Houston is better than the Yankees. I mean, it's just it, they used to, they're just they're just better. Uh, I, I think you need to make yourself better. I think you need to add pitching. I think you need to add offense. I mean, right now, the way the Yankees are currently constituted, you you run the same thing back. And Houston has any Houston has lost. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Houston has lost the best pitcher in the American League. He had a one seven five ERA. He was sensate. He had a WHIP of like point eight. Five, and you still look at them and say they're the best team in the American League. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Like you know, it, it's to me, it's like, and I'll make a quick report before I get off. Um, Houston, no matter what they do, Houston's prayer and favorite. But it just frustrates me as a Yankee fan that unless, unless Houston, someone upsets Houston, Houston, I still think they're the best team in the American League. And well, they, I don't they know are. what the Yankees can do. They are. Uh, Thanks for taking I mean, my call, Dave. Absolutely, James. I don't think I don't think you're you're breaking any news until I'm shown otherwise. Houston's the best team in the American League. They they just humiliated you, right? I mean that's the truth. They just humiliated you, and they did it again, right? I mean four years ago it was cheating. They knew what signs were coming, and you say, all right, well you know what? Now you you have a chance at redemption, and they, they just. I mean, it, it was embarrassing. And now I hear a lot of, well, the Yankees weren't healthy and the bullpen wasn't right and you didn't have LeMahieu and, okay. Oh, all right. I mean, you think if you had DJ LeMahieu, you were winning that series? You think if you had Tommy Canely, you are winning that series? Or Chad Green, you're winning that series? I mean, I guess you have to hang on to hope. But the truth is, Houston, they're they're better. That's it. Houston is a better team. But is there... I understand you're desperate and you want to get back to the World Series. You haven't been there in a long time. But is there great shame? Maybe when you're the Yankees, there is. Is there great shame in being the second best team in the American League? Which, in my mind, Houston is clearly the best team. The Yankees are clearly the second best team. Although I don't know how long Seattle doesn't fight for that mantle with you guys. But Toronto as well. Tampa's good. But Houston is is on the top, and then it's the Yankees. And again, we still have more time this offseason. If you add Carlos Correa, I mean, that would be some hell of a signing, wouldn't it? But it's it's just it's so funny to me that he's a cheater, and we wouldn't want that with our team. And we're better than that, and we're the Yankees. And the second he puts pen to paper and signs, you'll be dancing in the streets singing, we've got Carlos Correa, everybody! Stop the presses. Right? It just it's just funny how things work out. 1-800-919-3776. Like I said, it's a smorgasbord of um of sports today. Stump Rotherberg 10:30, Frenzy 11:15. Lot of your calls in between, a lot of my commentary as well leading up to Anita Marks at noon right here. Where else would you be? But 987 ESP. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
All right, let, let's continue along. You, you know what I want to do? I want to get into the Big Blue Report brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. So spend a couple minutes in the Giants. You see this pop up yesterday? Oh, this is just unbelievable because the one guy that you look at, you're like, all right, at least I have Saquon. So Saquon, I guess, has a neck issue now. Now, my understanding, he's, he's still going to play, but I mean, how in the world can you beat Philadelphia? Although, you know what? You know what I like? And I always think this, and I don't know if you agree. I always think the, the more outmatched you are by the opposition, the worse I hope the weather is, right? You know what I mean? Like, like, like Philadelphia is better than the Giants. There's no two ways about it. If the Giants go out there and lose that game by two touchdowns, I don't think anybody would, would bat an eye. But when I, I look at the forecast, and it's supposed to rain and be miserable all day, my thought is, you know, that's good news. Because maybe in some way that evens the playing field. You know, maybe there's a slick football that Jalen Hurts can't hang on to. Maybe the passing game is now affected, right? Like anything that, that narrows the gap between the Giants and Philadelphia is a win for Big Blue. So ordinarily, if I thought the Giants were, were, could look them in the eye and be on par with them, I'd say, all right, let's go. Let's, let's dance. Philly's better. So you need some kind of a either you need to win the turnover battle or you need to just, you know, play elite defense. Like you need something out of the ordinary to happen. And maybe that thing that benefits the Giants is bad weather. You know, maybe all of a sudden there's a it's a it's a windy, miserable day at MetLife and it's it's wet all over the place and they can't throw the football. Well, you know, what? if I take the passing attack away from the Giants. All right. And if I take it away from the Eagles, that's a win. So you look for these little wins, and I'll, I'll tell you this, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it doesn't matter what the weather is or what happens. The Eagles are just a better team. It's possible. But I'll take any, any, anything I can grasp at, I'll take. And bad weather, I think, plays for the Giants. Now, if the, if the Giants were better, and I, when the Giants played Houston, if you told me it would have been similar weather conditions, I would have said, no, I don't want that. I want perfect weather. Why? Because I think in perfect conditions, I'm better, and I win. Well, I don't feel like that tomorrow. I think they're better. And I think in perfect conditions, they probably win. Boy, I can't stand Philadelphia. I mean, ju just, I mean, detest. And it's so funny. People ask me all the time, who do you hate more? Dallas or Philadelphia? And the answer is like, yep. I, 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 I just detest both teams. I said this yesterday on my show. If they play in the NFC Championship game, I'm probably not going to watch that game. And, and Rick's like, of course you watch. No, I probably won't. I probably won't. And that, that is now my biggest fear and biggest source of most important thing with the NFL now is that I cannot have Dallas or Philadelphia win the Super Bowl. I can't have that happen. That would make me a miserable, miserable human being. Uh, and that's the Big Blue Report, brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their seven area locations. So, back to Saquon. Uh, it sounds like he's suffering from that neck. It's something that popped up. Maybe it's just kind of wear and tear of the season. Uh, I, I think he'll play. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Jordan Renan reported he thought he was going to play as well. But, you know, it's something to certainly keep an eye on. And, and it goes back to your, your, your original concern with him. Do I really want to give a guy that's been oft injured a three-year deal for $50 million? 
I don't I you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm really standing in the way of of wanting to do that. I, I don't think I want to do that. Let's go to uh, Shlomo and Teaneck. Shlomo, good morning. You're next up on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. Um, you know, I'm just calling about the Giants. Yep. I think there is no way that uh, they beat uh, Philadelphia this week. If Taylor Heineke and the Washington wide receivers were able to have their way with the Giants secondary, like I don't care if there's wind. If these wide receivers on Philly are going to be wide open. Yeah, but, but Shlomo, you know, uh, come on. If, if there's wind and the, and the passing game is, is not what it could be because of the weather, that's a win for the Giants. You might be right. I just said it. They might not be able to win the game regardless, but I think the worse the weather is, the better it plays into the hands of the Giants. I mean, at the same time, it does seem a little bit sad for me as a Giants fan that that's what I'm hoping for. It's like, okay, well, maybe we can win because of the weather. But Shlomo, I mean, you look, the, the Eagles are a terrific football team. There's no shame in the Eagles being better than the Giants right now. I guess. There's no shame, but it's like, I really, we need every win we can get, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, but do you need that win? Like, you need next Sunday night. Next Sunday night, there's, there's not a, a conversation to be had. You have to get that. Tomorrow would be great. Tomorrow would help, and it would be gravy. But you don't need to win that game tomorrow. You need to win that game next Sunday night. I, I feel you, Dave. That, that's true. That would you, would you rather win tomorrow night or next Sunday night? Or tomorrow afternoon or next, next Sunday night? I mean, next Sunday night will also yeah. be some vindication. So not, yeah, about, not, not even – no, no, no. You're missing, you're missing it. Thanks for the call. You're, you're missing the point. It's not about vindication. It's not about the team you dislike more. It's about what win do you need more. It would be great to beat Philadelphia. I mean, I mean, I would do cartwheels if the Giants beat Philadelphia. But it's not about who makes you happier to beat. The team you need to beat is Washington. Because there's a pretty good chance. It's the only team that's going to potentially wind up tied with you. And you need to have that tiebreaker against them. So think about this now. If you're the Giants and you win next week and then you beat Indianapolis and you're 9-7-1, and one, they have to get to 10-6-1. and one. I don't love those chances for, for Washington. I think the Giants now win it. Now on the flip side, if you lose that game next Sunday night, now you have to get to 10 if they get to 9. And if they get to 10, you need to get to 11. It's not happening. You need to win next Sunday night. And I think they can. They do. Yov in Israel. Yov, good morning. You're next up, my friend. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, Yov. How are you? You know, I'm fine. The Knicks win, Rangers win. It was a great uh, night last night. I want to talk about the Yankees a little bit. So, like, Yov, can, uh, I ask, last... can I ask you something before you get into the Yankees? Yeah, of course, Dave. What, what like, like Knicks, Rangers, what time do those games go on for you in Israel? I mean, I think it was uh, the Knicks started 2 a.m. and then uh, the Rangers started 4 a.m. So it was like uh, double ladder for me. And you stay up all thought, night to watch? Of course. I mean, it was a big game for the Rangers. Georgiev and the, the Colorado goalie. I mean, do, you, do, yo, do, you I mean, do you not sleep? Uh, I, I have some I have some nights when I don't sleep a lot, but when you watch sports and your team wins, you don't care if, if you're sleeping or not sleeping. As long as your team wins, I, I really don't care how much I sleep. You're you're a good man, Yov. You you are you're you're like the Middle Eastern Rothenberg, is what you are. 
Yeah, uh, that's that's what my friends call me. That's what I look at myself. I look at myself as the Dave, as the Israeli Dave Waterman. I like it. I like it. All right, now go ahead. What do you got on the Yankees? So, Dave, the last caller on the Yankees called and said that he was happy with the judge sign. Me too. And he said that he thinks Houston is a better team, and I agree. So I'm going to tell you what I think the Yankees need to do to get better than Houston. First of all, they need to sign Carlos Rondon. Second of all, they need to decide between Ryan Reynolds and Andrew Benetendi and bring one of these guys because they need a left-handed bat in their lineup. And well, here's the thing, though, Yov, right? Brian Reynolds, you're going to have to now trade for. Benintendi, you can have just, right. just for money. Yeah, no, that's right. But I think he's a better player. So if he wants to go to a better player, so you probably would to give up some prospects. And if you don't want to give up some prospects, you can go up with Andrew Benintendi. But I have a hard time, time to believe that they would sign both Andrew Benintendi and Carlos Rondon. So... I would much rather than spending the money on Rondon and then trade some prospect to bring in a, a bat for uh, Reynolds. And then maybe even have some more money and spend on the bullpen and bring up another round. So when you do those three things, then you better than Washington, than uh, Houston, because this team will be more, more fair. They get more help from the bullpen. You will get DJ back. The, the bat that I just mentioned. Carlos Rondon, Cole, Saverino, Cortez. I got it, yo. I got a couple, couple things. Firstly, and thanks for the call, and have a great weekend. And get some sleep, would you? For, firstly, um, Houston's better. Un- until I see otherwise, Houston's better. And maybe I will. Maybe the Yankees just they, they, they get them this year. But Houston has been better than the Yankees for how long? So for me, just because you sign Judge back, all of a sudden the Yankees are better? No. Houston, in my mind, is better until uh, until I see otherwise. Fine. All right. Leave it at that. Um, Yankees bullpen, I think, is done. I don't. I don't think they're adding anything to that. I think you're looking for. I mean, they were in on Nimmo, so either a center fielder, but I don't know where that exists. A left fielder, certainly, uh, and another starter. But how much money do they want to spend? And and there becomes the the million dollar question, or the three hundred and sixty million dollar question, or the five hundred million dollar question, or whatever you want to call it. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I like this bouncy show today. I, I got soccer coming on in a few minutes. I'm going to watch Morocco and Portugal. I mean, this is a really good Saturday. And do you know what happens next Saturday? You might not know. We're going to do our show till noon, and then oh, the NFL gives us. Not not a game. No, not one. Not not two games. No, no, no. A triple header next Saturday. Colts Vikings at one. Ravens Browns at four thirty. Dolphins Bills at eight fifteen. Print that. Tweet uh- that. Can you? I, I can just envision like my wife. Like we should go out with the uh, the, the whoever's next Saturday. It would be great. We haven't seen them in such a long time. I got Dolphins Bills on the NFL Network at eight fifteen, hun. I'm out. A triple header. So I got a game Monday night, Thursday night, which is a good game. Niners and Seahawks on Thursday. A triple header on on Saturday, and wall to wall on Sunday, capping off with Giants and Washington. Huh. Who's got it better than us? 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you right here on 9870 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
Now, Harv, my soccer-loving producer, Harv, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, I'm really, not, I'm really well. Thank you. Thanks for asking. So, here's my question for you: How do you feel about getting a little personal here? You just read me a text off the air. How do you feel about reading that on the air to, to the masses? Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, my good buddy Tom Fellner. Shout out to him. We work together at Men's Warehouse in Edgewater, New Jersey. Okay. I believe he works somewhere else, not in Men's Warehouse. I All right, you don't you don't need to give the guy's entire bio. Just just the, the, the point. Shout is out what, to you, what, Tom. What he but yeah, he's, there you go. he's a big fan of the show. Okay. And he says that Rothenberg solo is the best property on ESPN Radio. Like like a like a crown jewel, really, is what he means. Pretty much, I, I'm guessing he's saying that you're his number one. I'm his number one. I'm his ride or die. Where yeah. Did you go to, where did he go to college? You didn't tell us that. Tom? Yeah. No. Um. You didn't. I mean, you told us everything else about the guy. Do you really want to know where he went to college? Yes sure. Or no? Sure. In, ca- in case Joe Leo asked me during Stump Rothenberg where this guy went to college, now I'll know. Where, where did he go to school? I'm sure I got a text from him. I don't know where he went to college. So you don't even know? No, but he's a Is good he man. married? Yes, he is. Does he have children? Yes. All right, but you just don't know where he went to school. No, he's a good man, though. So he he adores Solo Rothenberg. Oh, yeah. He loves this show, um, To the Hills. Nice. Nice. And Tom, thank you for that. And if I ever need a, a suit, maybe I can uh, look in your direction. 1-800-919-3776. I love this guy. Like, he's my own. Anthony in the mail truck. Good morning, Anthony. Hello, David. Hello, Anthony. How are we doing today, brother? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I love to um, hear it. To, for, first, to uh, start off, before I get to my Yankee point, I want to thank you uh, for um, giving me the confidence to tell my girlfriend that Sundays, at 1 o'clock, my schedule is booked. And if you want to watch with me, that's fine. Um, and she actually, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but she actually started dating me the year that the Cowboys played the Packers when Dez caught it. He didn't, yeah, listen, and, he, didn't, he didn't catch that. But that, but that's no, he, he caught it. But, but um, so <laughs> she she's seen every side of me. Um, but I, I wanted to, uh, you know, Give you thanks. You're I, very welcome. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm here for that kind um, of life advice. If anybody needs it, yeah. The the fact is, it, it, no, can't, be, it can't be up for debate, it. Anthony. You are not available from Sundays at twelve thirty until Monday morning, and the quicker she right. understands that, the better you'll be. Yes, and I'm off every Sunday for the rest of my life, so I can't beat it. Um, Beautiful. Now, now, what do you what do you do next point. Saturday with the with the NFL triple header? Uh, I feel a cold coming on. Honestly, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think so. A I little fluish. So. <laughs> a little fluish. I-, I think so. <laughs> um, to get to my Yankee point, I, yeah. I-, I agree with you with the Correa point, but I also disagree with you, and, and here's why. I feel like if we-, if we were able to sign Carlos Rodon, that would make the Yankees pitching, the starting pitching rotation, probably the deepest in the MLB. I, I don't think you can argue that, correct? Uh, it would be up there, certainly. It would be up there. Right. So if, if you can get Carlos Rodon, and, and this is my dream scenario, and, and obviously this, this probably won't happen. So sign Carlos Rodon. You're probably not going to sign Correa. But if you sign Carlos Correa instead of Rodon, what I expect them to do 
is flip Volpe because then you would have your shortstop for the next ten years, eleven years, whatever he would get. Flip Volpe. See, I don't, I don't agree. I don't um, agree. And, I think if they sign Correa, he winds up playing third base, and Volpe probably still winds up as your future shortstop. But you, but you think Correa would would. Uh, except a move to third. I, well, I feel like his, his stature, I feel like he wouldn't. He, well, you know what? Then maybe he doesn't want to play for the Yankees. I, what I don't understand is yeah. you, you last season you could have had Correa for one as like a one-year trial run, and he didn't do it. Now you're going to hand him the keys Dave, to short and move on from Volpe? So you, you're if Dave, you do that, so mad. if you do that, and, and let's just be honest, and I'm not saying you can't overcome it, you're admitting you completely screwed up if you're Brian Cashman. And and the other thing is, you know, we got to get the salary down. No one's like like you guys said on the on the morning show all week. No one's taking Donaldson. And why sign IKF if you're just going to flip him for for what six million dollars? Why sign him then? You know, it's, it's an awful backup plan. Dave, thanks for taking the call. Talk to you at ten thirty. All right, there you go. That of course, Anthony in the mail truck, who loves this show. Richie in in Southern California. Good morning, Richie. You're next up. What's going on, Dave? Big fan. Um, I got two statements of praise for you, and then I got a point on Correa to the end. So there's four things that Uh, need to happen during this call. Is that accurate? Well, three. Three. Two statements of praise and one one point on Correa. That seems like four. Two statements, a praise, and a Correa point. No, I I mean two statements of praise. Oh, two praises. Great. Why don't we... Yeah. Why don't we start with the praise and end with the praise and get Correa and the other point in, in between? So start with the praise. All right, let's do that. Uh, you're the GOAT of sports radio. Um, I listen to you guys every morning on the podcast because I'm out in Southern Cal, so 2 a.m. is a little rough for, for the live show. But um, love you guys, and you're the greatest. Thank you. Now, you want the second point of praise, or do you want No, no, no. Save the the other praise. Let's make a praise sandwich. A praise sandwich. A praise sandwich. All right, let's go with the praise sandwich. So, my point about Korea, I hopped on the – I got the radio on when you were talking about how funny it would be for the Yankee fans that uh, getting Korea after he cheated us and what a cheater and all that. And I I get that, but I I think it's a little bit different. I don't think that this is – the. It's not the face of the cheating. If it was Jose Altuve, I'd feel kind of, I'd feel like that. I'd feel very weird about it. And I'm also someone that's pretty realistic. I wasn't uh, just every every Houston Astro that ever played that played on that team. We can't sign them because they're cheaters. Listen, they cheated. That's that. Should have had the title stripped from them, but I digress. R- Richie, be, be honest with me. Be honest with me here. If you signed, somehow wound up with Jose Altuve. And you wouldn't like it. And then he delivers a walk-off double in game three. I'd be, I'd, You'd, you would love him. I'd be, I'd be a huge fan. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Like Seinfeld said 30 years ago, you root for the laundry. Okay, but All it, right. Richie, continue along. Uh, exactly. So, so you know, if, it, if out, that did happen and out to a game, I'd, I'd be forced to. I'm a fan of the laundry, like you said. Yep. Um, that being said, it's Correa. It doesn't feel like. All right, Richie, come on. We got to go. Let's go. Dead. Move it along. Move it along. So that that's that's my point on Correa. Whether we get him or not, I don't I don't know. But, I got gotcha. you. Uh, my other my other point of praise is just the drop is the funniest drop of all time. <laughs> Which one? 
I don't know what he's saying, but that that's all right. It was a, it was a, a it was not a great praise sandwich. The second piece of bread was not as we were hoping. All right, let's break. We'll come back. Ten o'clock hour. Stump Rothenberg at ten thirty. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Haven't gotten to the Jets at all. Not even a little bit. I mean, I just I love the fact that we're still well. Zach Wilson could come back at some point. Zach Wilson is not coming back at any point this season. And if he does, it means something has gone really wrong. Because there's no way after tomorrow's performance, we'll, we'll start with that in just a couple minutes, there's no way after tomorrow's performance, no matter what happens with Mike White, that you could possibly go to Zach Wilson for the biggest game of the season. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberger with you solo. Maybe the way you all love it on 98.7 ESPN. 